Welcome back to the Clean Simple Free podcast, a place to discuss how clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox. I hope everyone's been having a great week, enjoying this approaching fall weather. I am suffering from some seasonal allergies right now, so I apologize if you can hear it in my voice. This is episode three, The Monster in Your Closet. Take a moment to visualize your closet. What emotions come to mind? Is it stress? A sense of being overwhelmed? Maybe the feeling of nothing to wear? Our closets should be a happy place where we go to choose our outfit, check ourselves out in the mirror, feel amazing, and carry on with the rest of our day. If this doesn't describe your closet, then something needs to change. And speaking of changes, wardrobe changes are to be expected. You're going to have a change of weather where you might need to wear warm clothes in a cool climate. There's going to be a change of mood or special occasions like an evening bag that you only wear a few times a year or a special suit that you have to wear to certain work conventions. These things are okay to store in your closet. What's not okay is making your closet a space for extra junk, making it an extra utility closet, or storing clothes that make you feel anything less than fantastic. Remember, you are what you present to the world. People judge us based on our choice of clothing. If you work in an office environment and your clothes lean towards the casual side of business casual, you might need to reassess. If your shoes are in desperate need of replacing, people will notice. I don't believe in judging people based on their appearances whatsoever, but the fact of the matter is that people do judge us based upon first impressions, especially in professional settings or if the image you are projecting does not convey who you are. You'll feel the impression you're putting out into the world either consciously or subconsciously. To reiterate, you should not base your opinion on what other people think, but you should be conscious of how worn out your clothes look because those things are going to stand out. Life's too short to wear a t-shirt with tons of holes in it, so dress how you want, let your personal style shine through, and make sure your closet matches your aesthetic. But also, take care of yourself. Make sure to replace things as they wear out. Take a moment and think about one of your favorite articles of clothing. It could be a jacket that makes you feel very high fashion. It could be that perfect fitting, perfectly distressed pair of jeans. Just fill in the blanks of one of your favorite pieces of clothing. Create an image in your mind of this particular article of clothing. And I want you to take that image and think for a moment about how it makes you feel. Do you feel powerful, polished, artistic? Do you feel like your true self? That piece of clothing and that type of attitude is what the rest of your closet should represent. Now before you get overwhelmed, because going through your closet is overwhelming, I'm not saying you should get rid of every single piece of clothing that doesn't follow that exact criteria, but you should feel confident in what you wear and feel the same way that your favorite piece of clothing makes you feel. Even if you're a stay-at-home parent or you work remotely, you should absolutely feel fabulous in everything that you're wearing. The intent of this podcast is not to push you to replace your whole closet, but rather to analyze and assess what you do own, what you lack, and how to minimize your belongings without sacrificing your personal style. Before I dive into the how-to portion of this episode, I'd like to discuss the issue of finances. 
Not all of us are in a financial state to replace everything that needs replacing in our closets. If you can't afford to replace a $70 pair of shoes or jeans, I know how that feels. I know when $10 has felt like a ton of money and that's why I've worn things into the ground. I know from experience that it's not possible sometimes to replace everything in your closet. That's where our handy dandy pen and paper or virtual notes app on our smartphones comes into play. Even if we do have the finances, sometimes it's hard to justify spending that money and sometimes we have these what ifs or secret fears. I'm going to share with you a text message with her permission that one of my closest friends in the world sent me. Firstly, to give you some background, this girl is the cleanest, tidiest, neat freak that I know. She is, if cleanliness is next to godliness, then she's a goddess. Because one time I was house sitting for her and she texted me, I'm so sorry that it's so messy. I didn't have time to clean up before we left for vacation. And I looked around and I was like, where's the mess? So anyways, with uh, her permission, I'm going to share this text message. So this text was in response to me saying that I was working on a closet minimalism episode. She says, I have so many clothes I never wear anymore that I hold on to because I can't afford new ones and worry about giving any away. That would be an interesting thing to discuss. Holding on to ill-fitting or outdated clothes due to poverty or scarcity and how to rationalize that away. I have clothes way too big for me that I keep just in case I ever gain weight. There's a reason I still have and wear shoes that are literally 12 years old or hang on to shoes that I plan to fix. I've been avoiding that project for like two years. So this is a prime example of letting finances dictate our lives. Firstly, I would say the shoes that she's been meaning to repair for two years should just be donated. Because chances are, if you haven't fixed something within six months to a year maximum, then you're never going to get around to fixing them. You'd be better off replacing them when you're financially able to do so. We will delve into some of these topics a little bit later, but if you need to keep items that need replacing, I would suggest putting the clothing that is in bad condition or in poor repair in the furthest corner in your closet, the one that's least used. I would use your empty hangers to separate those clothes from the rest of them, or you can collect them all together and put a thick rubber band around the top of those hangers. See how long it takes you to actually use those clothes. Maybe you don't even need to use them at all. Maybe you're just hanging onto them out of financial worry. This way, you have those items in case of emergency, but you can systematically replace your clothes either by finding a sale or going to thrift shops or just replacing items as you can afford them. It's a very important thing, I think, to acknowledge the topic of finances because you can listen to this podcast and say, cool, I'm going to get rid of all my stuff that no longer works for me, everything that's worn out or beat up, and then I'm going to come home with a whole new wardrobe. That is not possible for all of us, so it's important to recognize this and save those items until you can replace them. Next, we'll talk about how to organize and declutter your closet, but first, a word from our sponsors. 
Now that we're back from our break, I would suggest you set aside a whole day to go through your closet because it takes time. You don't have to finish it all at once. You might be stepping over stacks of clothing for a week if you have a big closet, but the important thing is that you get started and that you get it finished. I would recommend Marie Kondo's method of taking all your clothing out and setting it in a great big pile, preferably in a large open space like your living room, and then you start sorting through it. This helps you to really grasp the scale of everything you're sorting through and how much of this one category you actually own. Make sure to gather your shoes, undergarments, pajamas, hats, jewelry, everything. You want to sort through everything in this category, so make sure that you check your car, your coat closets, your bathroom for any stray clothes that may be laying about your house. If your home has multiple people living in it, everyone can be responsible for their own items, but make sure all of your things are collected so you can get it all done all at once. I know it can feel overwhelming, but the payoff will feel so good. Even if you set aside a day and you don't have time the next day, just take little 5, 10, 30 minute increments and just do what you can until it's all sorted through. In episode 2, we discussed the supplies that you should have handy whenever you're going to sort through your things. But for the sake of clarity, make sure that you have a pen and paper or a notes app on your smartphone and make sure that you have your keep, donate, maybe, and recycle boxes handy. And then I'd like you to ask yourself these questions. You may have an instant love or hate response to the items that you're going through, but these questions are just helpful tools to help you use them as a guideline for what you're keeping or getting rid of. Question one, have I worn it in the past year? Question two, do I love it? Question three, would I buy it today? Question four, does it fit And if not, will the clothing still be in style once I reach my goal weight? Question five, am I keeping this for purely sentimental reasons? I'm going to further break down these five questions, and I'd like you to keep an open mind as you go through your items. So as kind of a response to those five questions, I'd like you to keep these things in mind as you're sorting through your wardrobe. If you have not worn something in a year, chances are you will not wear it. For example, if you have an old bridesmaid dress that you'll never wear again, it's time to donate that to charity. Yes, it may have been expensive. Yes, it might be pretty. But if you don't wear it, it served its purpose and now it's time to let go. Question two, if you don't love something, chances are you already tend to bypass it when getting dressed. There's no reason to wear clothing that doesn't make you feel amazing. And if you're bypassing that certain item, it probably doesn't make you feel amazing. Focus on keeping what you love rather than trying to just whittle down the clothing you have for minimal living purposes or trying to hang on to things for arbitrary reasons. Question three, take a good hard look at your clothing. Imagine that you're out shopping. Would you pick this item up and purchase it? Would you even try it on? If the answer is anything other than a resounding yes, then it's time to ditch that piece of clothing. Number four, If your clothing does not fit, this means that you're not currently wearing those pieces. I understand the need to keep post-maternity clothing or having a few select goal weight items, but anything else that's too large or too small should be an easy item to get rid of. 
Clothes can be replaced once you reach that specific goal weight, and I'd be very selective with what you keep for that purpose. You don't need to keep items that are too large, and you don't need an entire wardrobe of things that are too small. Find your perfect balance. Figure out what exactly you want to wear. Are you anticipating having a baby? Then you might need to keep larger clothing. If you're not, then be proud of the accomplishments that you've made in your fitness journey and get rid of those larger pieces of clothing. And on the other hand, do things like that with items that are too small. Think realistically about if you are in your 30s and you're going to fit into clothes that you wore when you were 19. Chances are they are probably not in fashion anymore, so that's an easy no. But think about how you've changed, how you have progressed, what you look like, and what your realistic ideal goal weight is, and don't be exaggerative about it. Some of us have weight fluctuations due to medications or health issues and things like that, and I understand that. That is a very niche subject that is a topic for a different day. But in general, don't keep clothes that are too small. You'll just feel bad about yourself. Wear things that fit you now and wear things that make you feel absolutely fantastic because you deserve nothing less than the best. Question five, sentimental items. These are so tricky and possibly the most difficult items to sort. If a loved one has passed on and you have their clothing, if your favorite college or vacay tee is battered and unwearable, it can be hard to part with these material objects that hold such fond memories. Consider creating a memory quilt. There are lots of companies and even artists on Etsy who specialize in taking your most beloved piece of clothing cutting squares out and turning it into a beautiful quilt or blanket that will not only serve a purpose, but preserve the memories that you hold dear. You can even simply take a photo of the item and keep it in a special scrapbook that is just a memory book. Just because you get rid of something from a loved one, like a gift or an item that once belonged to them, does not mean that you love that person any less. Allow yourself to let go. It can be very, very freeing. Hopefully this episode has given you some things to think about a little bit differently when you go through your closet. I hope that you have a wonderful time sorting through your closet and that you're able to get everything replaced. And I hope you enjoy the process. Remember to set the mood like we talked about in episode two. That's going to do it for this episode of Clean Simple Free. This is a weekly podcast, so if you enjoyed it, please make sure to tune in next week and give it a thumbs up, follow, subscribe, five stars, whatever you can do to show your love. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I wish you all a peaceful and productive week.